0: Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West.
1: Well, day. Uh, this
0: Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that helped shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A monster. Host Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, free-form discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got a call. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Welborn. When we last left,
2: this is not a dream. When we last left, this is not a dream. When we last left, Justin Wellborn and Jimmy Mack here on Cargo Cults, a conversation about the movies, moments, music, uh, and all of the lifestyles that have uh, shaped the trucking industry and the American urge to get out there and have an adventure. When we last left our intrepid adventurers, we were talking about the movie Prince of Darkness. John Carpenter's, uh, what, what year has the film come out, Justin? 1987. John Carpenter's 1987, School is Hell, Sex is Heaven, We Are the Class of 87. <laughs> Don't uh, Hitchhike. Yeah, don't hitchhike. <laughs> we were talking about Prince of Darkness, which of course involves the discovery at the uh, in the basement of a church that is being shut Saint down. St. Goddard's. St. Yes, Goddard's. Where the Brotherhood of Sleep once dwelt, which could have only been one person at the very end. It the, seems
1: like it was a single priest at the end of things.
2: Yeah, the priest, who, uh, who in fact is in charge of the parish, goes over to a quantum physics professor played by... Uh, Victor Wong. Played by Victor Wong, who then invites his grad students over to spend the... It's a field trip sleepover at the church to study this ancient entity that is trapped in a case that has rusted as 7 million years old as they try to translate the book that goes along with it when they suddenly realize they are, might be accidentally bringing about the end of the world where they're also surrounded by homeless people whose brains have been suddenly frequency wired to be on the same wavelength of whatever evil entity is coming in they're also being given a message from the future that the world will end unless they take action that's the movie. When we last left we were talking about ways we would make this movie better right. and uh, our good Friend Justin Wellborn, after I suggested Tom Hulse in the lead, the former star of Amadeus, Academy Award-nominated actor, Justin suggested remarkably Mark Hamill, right, who would be a great choice because he would both suggest graduate student and man of action. We would totally buy both on the basis. Yeah, a terminal. human of heart, not vanilla. That and, and and we say Hamill because we are living in nineteen eighty seven. Uh I, we cannot we cannot engage in what I call the fallacy of the now. Yeah. The we're not of, gonna
1: throw Daniel Craig into this or 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 somebody, you know, Adam Driver well, who is in everything and would obviously be the choice for the six foot gorilla that we're going to have, you know, well, wandering actually, around Adam the Driver halls would of be St. Goddard's. Actually Adam Driver would I be. I can't a good see him choice. in another movie. I can't see him in another movie I understand. right now. But t- I need two. I'm talking hiatus. about the boys downtown. I got the you. boys oh, oh no, they've already cast him in it. Oh, he's already he, been he, done. He, he's already in the. Remake. We're not.
2: We're not doing Prince of Darkness unless you cast Adam Driver. That's it. All right,
1: we're doing a movie about Adam Driver, but we want Liam Neeson as Adam Driver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got one thing to say. I have a unique set I'm of in skills. I'm All I can of these pout. movies. <laughs> I have a unique set of skills. I can pout while looking like a marine because I was okay. That being said, I had a final suggestion that you could not do back in 87, but who was available in 87 and is really really good in Prince of Darkness. And that would be uh, um Dennis Dunn? Dennis Dunn. Right, right. Dennis, make him the
1: actual lead. Make Bump him, him the in actual... Into the remove the idea. Jameson Parker right, role. combined right, combine right. The Which James- there is a little bit of this idea that, like, Carpenter's movies are run by white guys, you know? And it, 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 it's a it's a white guy that is running this show, other than Laurie Strode. Now, you know? Know? let's go back...
2: Who was the original Scream Queen. Yeah. Let's go back and look at Big Trouble in Little China, not to talk about that From today. the year before. The year yeah. before. There's a gag in that, a really subversive gag, and it's on purpose. Carpenter is smart, and all you got to do is watch it more than once and you realize it's happening. Jack Burton is not the hero of that story. Jack Burton is structurally written in the central role. Sure. Jack Burton is a complete bumbling imbecile. It's actually Kurt Russell doing the most spot on impersonation of John Wayne. Um, <laughs> I got my friend Sam and Russ here. I got uh, Sasha over in the booth. We're doing we got all kinds of stuff. We're a full house today. But guys, I will challenge you to go back and watch Big Trouble in Little China and watch it as an impersonation of John Wayne. Son of a bitch must pay. I mean, hot in here. I mean, every line reading Uh, is John Wayne in that movie, and it's so. And you also get to see him just do
1: things that should be the hero move, and then he knocks himself out. His guns don't work. He gets crushed underneath the weight of the enemy that he's just dispatched. (laughs) You know, and uh, his his guns don't work,
2: and every kind of and 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 then he
1: succeeds brilliantly and, and you know with but, one move. but he's even he's even amazed that he did it himself it's all in the reflex it's crazy
2: it, <laughs> it, it's its a, but here's the thing if you go back and watch that movie and once you kind of accept the fact that it's like the biggest setup of john wayne ever dennis yeah is the hero yeah he, and he, he's he is, the
1: one we're rooting for he's really the one that has something to lose in he's this. he's got great martial arts right he
2: is. He a takes man of on action. one of the
1: guys, uh, one of, one of the
2: elements, all on his own. You know, I mean, and he's flying is, through the air, and he he's got a gal, he's got guts, yeah. he's got everything you want, except the fact that it's 1987, and there's no way, unless we're in a chop-socky film, that we're ever letting an Asian American have the lead role in a horror film directed by John Carpenter. And I and I, I don't always, think it would
1: have even occurred to him.
2: No, I honestly. I think I think it occurred to Carpenter, and I think Carpenter's basically saying to that movie. If the if Hollywood wasn't the way that it was, and I could get away with this, sure, I do Put this. this guy in front, and him. then he does right. it. I mean, he, if you go back and you watch it, he does it. He slips him in there. It's like,
1: <laughs> and that's I don't know. He's still relegated to the sidekick role in many ways in that movie. But, I mean, but he is a sidekick, but it's he so, is the real hero inside of uh, the movie because he's got something real to. But lose. But,
2: but there's a but, but here's the thing. It's Green Hornet. Sure, yeah, right, right, right. It's the Green Hornet. Hornet is backed up by, well, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Lee himself. You right. know, and it, it, it's really kind of, it, it, it really is, and I think that as Carpenter- Cato. Yeah, I think, You couldn't even put Bruce Lee up front. Yeah, you know, I, he's got to be the sidekick. I catch. think that the collapse of Carpenter's career is a bigger setback for Asian American actors in almost any event in Hollywood, because I think you begin to see it with both Big Trouble and then in this movie, the idea that it's like he is like normalizing that as a thing. He is slowly- I think if he stays on his career trajectory i think at some point dennis shows up as the lead in something i really believe that i mean you can see that you can see them tracking it the whole way there and i think it would be a really great approach now your idea was if we made it now because it's graduate students and and i'd make the <laughs> argument too because it's graduate students ladies and germs it would be more women the women would outnumber the men and you'd have to make that choice You'd have to make that right, choice to right, make right, it right. realistic to actually There make are it a do- lot represented in this movie. I
1: mean, it, it, there are a lot of female grad students in the church, in the program, but, but there would be more. There would be more. And right. I, I would and possibly even having the lead, uh, if it's not going to be somebody like
2: Dennis Dunn, uh be female. And know? this is my other and, thing too. Let's go back to Ghostbusters for great. a second, because we keep on returning to that sucker. I am not a big fan of the of the uh of the female version of it. And I'm not not a big fan of the female version because I'm one of those guys who's like, hey, man, can we have our own things? Oh, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Give me a break. People can do whatever the hell they want to do. I just feel like that the whole thing about Ghostbusters and only the original one, the rest are Garbola. (laughs) Is that the reason the first Ghostbusters work is that it shouldn't. It almost it's so gonzo. It's so ridiculously gonzo. We're going to go get three comic actors at the height of their powers. We're going to throw them in a movie that is shot like a classic horror film. We're going to put a Yale-trained female who turns into Gozo the Garzarian or whatever the heck she turns into. And it, it's just like this wild Farago of Lovecraft references and Bill Murray's amazing performance where at any minute I'm convinced he's going to look at the audience and go, yeah, I think this is as stupid as you do. <laughs> and all of that is kind of moving through there. And I completely lost my point. I, I got to Ghostbusters. Why? Why was I going here? Well, we were doing it because of the, uh, oh, were the talking female about the female version. Ghostbusters. The female version. And so Thank forth, you right?
1: very much. Thank you. Because we'll have more females inside of the, mm, the, the, I the modern day Prince of Darkness that we're obviously green lighting right now.
2: Hollywood. We talked about the idea that John Huston's great thing is don't remake great movies, remake movies that come really close to being great. Yeah, gray. yeah, yeah. That's and what want to do. I you want to give women an opportunity to do something really love crafty and off the wall, goofball, crazy, nuts. I think that putting. Yeah, take
1: Nicholas out of it and put them up front yeah exactly
2: it's like literally get rid of jameson parker and replace him and the rest of them with a gang of just inspired off the wall unbalanced rainbow coalition of female grad students right, right and not right. female hey. grad students with like short underwear i'm talking about like real female <laughs> it's grad a pillow students.
1: party no, I mean, no that is not I'm, no these
2: are doctoral students i need
1: rebecca hall running this yeah you know, i mean i like, need up
2: front yeah rebecca hall running this i need um i need um uh, melissa mccarthy as like a younger version of her, I need like I need women of all shapes and sizes, yeah. character actresses, uh, women of color. Pam oh, Greer, throw her it, in
1: there, man. I mean, let let's get some gravitas in here. Literally, have let, let, let's get Pam Greer is a nun. You know, sure. Why fantastic. not? It's, instead of Donald Pleasance as the priest, you know, she's the one that brings it to attention. I'm absolutely up for that. I am man. down for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am.
0: Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cold. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com.